welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the zit of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, you gotta, is that, that's oh. a patch, correct? Yeah. Okay. I have one too. But you know what? I couldn't find any more. They were like completely sold out so many places the the patches yeah mm-hmm. and i'm now i'm at the point where i'm like this can't be good somehow like mm-hmm. if everybody like needs them that much is it like contributing to ocean plastics or what is the like downside of these patches mm-hmm. um i mean the answer is probably yes to the ocean plastics because i assume that's like every product every product is now gonna end up in the pacific garbage island patch but the patches are quite small i think if they were i can't imagine they're biodegradable because then like they would just degrade on your face but i don't know it's it's like the question of like dating apps are designed to never be deleted so is it the same with the patches like are they like you get more pimples when you put these patches on that's I do what think i'm they, saying is there i do downside? think they work i, I do too I, I like the star face ones i just bought because I like it was before I was heading out for a trip, I went to CVS and got like whatever brand they had. They were so expensive, but I needed them so, so badly. So I did cough up the bucks. But Starface was really cheap. Um, but I think there's hyaluronic acid. For me, it's just I touch it and pick it. And it's just mm-hmm. that's really I could actually just put any sticker, I guess, on there. It doesn't even have to be the same before. Well, the thing about the stickers that's good is the size, because before mm-hmm. this is something that I used to do pre the patches is just get but, hydrocolloid bandages. But yes. normally you have to get like huge ones or whatever that are like a huge swath that you put on that are not cute that you can't keep on all day or like Mm -hmm. even just kind of keep to more or less the spot itself yeah um but it's i think that they do work my i use um like a topical prescription subscription uh program and they have now added the stickers to their Mm. offerings too and this is like a specifically like acne based a company or like for acne stuff so I do think it I do think it works Uh, to me what I heard when you said they're all sold out is that everybody's breaking out right now Mm, well sure (laughs) I just wonder like I think the small is it not a good thing for as far as waist goes like yes I know that's the issue with plastic straws is that they're too small for the grates to catch them and so they like Mm -hmm. fall into um mm-hmm. drains and things like that a lot faster yeah same with like it like it being small same with like the um the micro beads that you have and yeah like they the... always say like don't use those they're really bad for the environment if, mm-hmm. if you have them in your soap um because they like nothing can catch it and it just ends up in yeah. the ocean and like you can't even a fish can't tell what the thing is right especially yes. clear plastic ones mm-hmm. but i also wonder because like you said stevie like same thing with me where i'm like they're out of everything except for like one that's like you know eight patches for you know fifteen dollars it was too much yeah but it's like i'll do it like Mm -hmm. i'm that addicted to them so i'm like i don't know it's weird because i do think like it's a net good skincare wise i just wonder it must be so popular right now okay not to i do think because i'm sure that they are still plastic waste going in the ocean they're plastic wouldn't a band-aid be the same thing 
Well, that's what I mean, where I'm like, I do think it is like a a different material. And I also think that they, because they are like, I notice them sticking to my trash can, Mm -hmm. sticking to other trash. And so not saying that that doesn't still end up somewhere, but I don't think that they're as, I don't think that they're as separate and solid as like plastic straw, micro bead that is going either directly into the drain or plastic straws, again, that are not breaking down at all. I do think these guys are like, at the very least- net neutral in the trash i'm sticking it to stuff i like to put in the trash because i've had the same problem where i'm like oh i'll like put it away and then i'm like oh it's stuck on my cart like Mm -hmm. somehow like how did it was in my purse like yes so i I think that's more like not haunted but it's that where it's like the (laughs) you're leaving you'll leave a trail everywhere yeah, less yeah. on on here on Earth, here in your own on your own stuff. The same way, like an Apple sticker, is like never, never yeah, thrown yeah. away, always on you. Yeah, there's still one of my like star pimple patches on my laundry machine because <laughs> I just like stuck oh, it yeah. there one day and was like, nah, I don't feel like tossing it. It takes a thousand years for a band aid to decompose. So. Wow. Okay. I'm okay. guessing well, they're in the same family, but also the packaging. I think what has what's going for it is the smallness. Especially, <laughs> sorry to quote back to Japan, the lack of packaging was like absolutely remarkable. We must be doing this. And I think like getting a you know pair of headphones and how much comes in to store one whole product that is doesn't need all that. I feel like the patches are as little as they need to be packaged in. So I think that's also like part of the right. Yeah. Like it's like the mm-hmm. greenwashing, like, we're going to be carbon neutral by 2050 is like, what does that like? So you yeah. just won't be total waster. So I don't know. We'll, well, I'm curious what the band, I keep calling them band-aids now, the pimple patches, what they say. I'm curious if like Starface and them or the, the bigger brands have like, have addressed this. Where, whatever well, they go. One of the things I think too, and obviously our topic today is why I brought up sits because I feel like it's so Mars to have like mm-hmm. this Breakout. fucking aggressive red yeah. thing on your face that like mm-hmm. only it's the only thing you can focus on, uh, and that you want to like pop and cut. Um, mm-hmm. Totally. But um, one thing that I think in in conversation about the the green packaging and stuff mm-hmm. is I think. Because I just did an order from Sphere and Sundry, which I don't know if you guys are familiar listeners, but it's um, Austin Kopic and his wife, Caitlin's, um, like, spiritual product store. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of things that, and I never really thought of spiritual products as a waste, because I always think of, like, makeup bottles and whatever, mm-hmm. where you're, like, going through them, you don't really, they don't really have, like, reusable, you know, here come refillable like face creams or whatever like primer uh or concealer or any of those things but i was thinking about how many like spiritual objects is like uh, okay candles a lot of them come in glass we can reuse those at least um but a lot of the like bath salts incense all of those things and on sphere and sundry they have really refillable packaging and stuff that's like reusable and nothing nothing that I've received has come in plastic I don't think so I feel like it is like this kind of mindfulness that I really appreciate and now it's making me think about like the other stores I go to and like which candles I buy and what kind of things like how much waste is there I don't Mm -hmm. know 
thoughts and spiritual waste a hundred yeah i mean it's i think whether it's spiritual or purely capitalistic it's just like it's always like i think like the way the waste comes it's just I, i would hope if you have a spiritual practice the goal would be to minimize packaging or whatnot i'm just ready for refill stores to be everywhere I do think that's the future. I think people will want to leave their houses more as, as we do, as we leave our houses less still, still like, you know, we still have like a big remote work Mm -hmm. culture. We still have way more, a growing urge towards flexibility. Um, And yeah, I'm like, I've seen them here and there, but I feel like I would love to go refill my beans and soaps and, and that. So I can't remember the exact question, but. Yeah, I think if something is less wasteful, I would like that. And I hope spiritual places. Yeah. Do, do you do find that? that like the spiritual stores or places that you go to have those things yet? Or is that emerging? Is it something you would like mm. want more of? Is, are there certain objects where you're like, oh, I wish this could be refilled? Mm. I guess I'm get, I just get like plain color candle, like raw, like out of the, you know, it's like on a wooden shelf and you like, pick them out or like incense is always like I could burn that box like if I I, like wanted to so I don't know if I get anything that's like like everything like it's almost like as close to a refill store there besides like maybe incense that comes in a box but like for me I'm getting candles out there's no uh candles if I'm thinking of the paper wrapper but those come wrapped in plastic that they take off at the store so well yeah so it is like a thing because I've ordered them online and it's like a thing to protect the scent. And I'm yeah. like, I don't need that. Like, take that off. Just bring you know? in the cactus replacement of plastic. I, I feel like we're just so close to the we need plastic has was invented to serve a purpose. It makes sense. It's needed in so many cases, so in so many medical supplies. Like it's plastic yes. will never go away. But like for the things like candles, is there not something else we can wrap them wrap in. it in more paper <laughs> yeah yeah i think they're yeah i would love refill stations of anything makeup is one that i was thinking of too i know this is not in the spiritual realm but it's a thing that i um i feel like i think about often because i think it is something that has become more commonplace for people to be using on a daily basis in huge quantities and also in ways where it would be like it's creative expression. It's something that people have like become accustomed to, but it also is like, you know, this is a huge place where we're spending money and resources and, and waste and packaging. And part of the stuff is that it has to be like new and, and all of that. I've noticed in the spiritual sense, I feel like I don't frequent as much because I am a little bit of a, like, I don't know. I feel like what I get most is crystals, uh, at these places and so it is just like you know the the tissue paper maybe um, but usually it's just in that kind of like sheer bag and I save those for gifting and and also find that those are usually pretty useful or pretty like I don't know what you know what are you gonna do with the bag um, but but I do think there should be some kind of like we've talked about this with other things why we aren't having like more rewards 
sorts of things and kind of community building through these places where you would come refill, where you could come also do these. And I know that that would require people to have to be able to afford brick and mortar locations. And so many things are just not affordable for people to have a place where you could come do those sorts of things where you aren't buying something sight on scene and, and contributing to that. But I also think that that like it's such a cycle because in order to get people to be using your product, one of the things that you have to kind of pull someone in is, oh, when this arrives, it's like a it's a gift. It's a this. Look how much care and detail they put into the packaging and and a lot of sustainable stuff while absolutely appreciated and all of that just doesn't have the same like wow factor to it for people they're not sharing their like you know water spotted water stained reusable glass containers that you know end up looking funky and all of these kinds of things they want the like fresh cute stuff so I think it's also about like the purpose of um like what what motivates us not only to like get products themselves but also what like how we're using them or how we're using anything that we're doing well, I'll shout out two more locations that these are in L.A., but that do. One of them is uh, Liberate, um, another like spiritual shop, and they do a refillable bath salt. It's like mm. you buy the jar and then when you're out, you can come refill it. Obviously, you pay for awesome. the refills. Um, and also Irwan, all of their glass jars are uh, deposit based. So say you buy like a soup it's you know it's going to be expensive it's going to be $15 a lot of the bottle deposits are in the two to three dollar range so you can actually bring the jar back and get three dollars back so they take them wash them and reuse them Mm -hmm. so it is I think that is like a more sustainable way can I afford to shop there for all my groceries absolutely not um, but it is nice to know that I have, you know, $15 of ear one in my, yes. my cabinets and <laughs> yes. I can go buy a smoothie or something after, you know. Millennials yes. and young people don't have 401ks. They have air one bottle uh, waiting, <laughs> you know, to cash in for retirement. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, also like just once it becomes the cheaper option for people, that's when it will mm-hmm. be in full. Mm-hmm. If plastic's cheap and lightweight and like, I'm always just shocked when I see styrofoam. That is like an like an evil choice of just bulk and disgust where I'm like, oh my God, this to go and sac- I thought we banned this years ago. This Isn't paper beast. cheap and bamboo? Like- I, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just the... Honey, we're still driving on gas. We're still driving on gas. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it will it will come. I think I think Pluto and Aquarius, fingers fucking crossed that like, good lord, if he brings anything, just bring us these updates. Like, I think LA, of course, we're like, we're blessed in California. It's like, oh yeah, getting my plate as like a corn husk. I'm like, sick. Like, use this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Artisanal and also biodegradable. So and in the opposite way, one of my other favorite places, Goop Kitchen. Oh, they their, their plastic use is like unreal, like off the charts. You can even see. I think she did some interview about how they carefully designed their packaging so that, like, you know, you could keep your sauces separate from your salads uh, uh-huh. or whatever. But it's like, yeah, because you have like six more plastic things mm-hmm. in there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is it gorgeous? And do I like that it's all like neat and orderly when it's delivered? Yeah, I do, but. 
Look, uh-uh. when it's when it says well, she's trying to sell goop, and this might have happened by the time we recorded, but she wants to she wants to fall. She wants to disappear. She's saying she wants to sell goop and and fall off, which. Hey, like, again, it's all part of like the cash, the cash grabs. And I think. I don't know there was there. Was, I can't remember what years it was, but I feel like there was such a push of like, I can fit all my trash into one thing and like that like that what, self, jar of your jar of trash your jar of trash for the year and like the um the like self and then i do think now you know i don't know if this is a good or bad thing of like oh no it's the corporations that are polluting so much and then i feel like people might have fallen off their individualistic parts of then also like no no, no it's okay if you keep still like reducing your tra- your trash output mm-hmm. as well as like recognizing that corporations are the biggest polluters and trash makers so Hopefully, yeah. yeah, again, Pluto Aquarius maybe brings that in. And also just our Mars, you know, challenging ourselves feels very on the Mars note. Yeah. This also made me think of this quote, and I guess we can just get into it if we're if we're there, um, about just kind of like the description of Mars from this as we were talking about Mars signs today and uh, in our in our planetary exploration, my main source has been Mythic Astrology, Archetypal Powers in the Horoscope by Ariel Gutman and Kenneth Johnson. And this quote um, from Mars was kind of where I thought um, I just liked I liked the way that this was said, um, that Mars in the horoscope represents the more motivating force or energetic level through which one is impelled to act. And I think that was reminding me, I was, I was impelled to look up (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow's natal chart and see where her Mars was. Um, Yeah. Where is she operating from? It's in Virgo, um, Hmm. late, late degree, 28 degrees, five, five minutes. Um, But she still has this, is Pluto in in Libra too? Yeah. She's got this sun Pluto mercury uranus all in all in libra but i do think that they're i was surprised by that i thought i thought mars was also in libra and that was going to make sense to kind of you know keep things balanced and and harmonious and stuff but i do also think that that virgo mars compartmentalizing very literally all of this stuff and keeping things where they're supposed to be um and also motivated to keep things orderly and organized and and efficient at at the cost of um aesthetics or whatever like or not but not at the cost of aesthetics is a very uh goop ethos Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i mean those salads are not gonna spill you're not gonna like no matter what you do (laughs) you turn it upside down and come back and like it's still all in the same and and lord knows this is the only nice thing you've done for yourself all day if you are a goop girly you need this salad you need every drop Mm-hmm. that dressing uh it's all you've calorically allowed yourself to eat probably <laughs> but um no but my I guess my my opening question for us in mars signs um is this you know with this quote in mind the motivating force or energetic level through which one is impelled to act um how do you feel that comes out in your through your mars is it like mm-hmm. this just made me think of kind of the quality, the quality of energy? How is it? Is it what's the intensity like? Do you feel like it is through the element in which your Mars is that you that you feel called to act? Um, yeah. Or anything, anything that comes up. I don't want to I don't want to ask leading yeah. questions too much, but just whatever, whatever that makes you think. How do you how does like the Mars maybe 
come out or display mm-hmm. itself or or function. And I have yeah. our charts too. I can share us. I know we looked at in for the other signs. We want to see also what's at play. Uh-huh. I don't know about Mars um, and how I feel compelled to act or driven. Um, I think is this is one placement I have a tough time like accessing it. It has a lot of square aspects in my chart too. Um, Can I share? Sure. Let me, let's do a little, this is a great time to watch us on YouTube where you can see the visuals of charts and screen shares and all that jazz. So we have Lisa's chart up and we've been looking at our charts on our, our charts episodes and also um, about the various signs and placements. So we got, I mean, a very prominent Mars up here in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I I don't know. I think I'm I am quick to like want to feel something in my body. Like I think that when I'm stressed or like you know, if as my face is showing right now, um, yes. I do like oh, I just want to like go hit that yoga class or go swim or go like do something to get my body like hot and like get stuff out of my mind a little bit so maybe that indicates that like my mind the Aquarius part like is going quickly and like I'm not Mm -hmm. able to quite access it um I think another way that I do feel compelled to act is often through because I'm not like a, a leader I'm not like a those you know like a super strong like i'm thinking of big brother like i'm not like a comp- competition beast like mm-hmm. I, I feel the way that i act <laughs> is that often- what they call it themselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if you're really good at comps like you'd be a comp beast like you're oh my god if you, if you, can, if you can like hold on to a wall for 16 hours or whatever oh, it's like something, you know what i mean yeah like any of them like you know bowling or whatever all the things they have to do like if I was there, like I would, that wouldn't be my strategy. I know mm-hmm. that about myself. I'm not going to like win one of those. So I guess mm-hmm. it is through like the more Aquarian things of like logic and talking and like yeah. making social connection and being like, like, you know, trying to be funny and weird and like say it out loud, I guess, are yeah. the, like Aquarian parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're very good at expressing, um, like I don't know if anger is the right word but like through writing and through communicating in that way that 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 stood out to me thinking of this this question of going like oh yeah I feel like I want I want Lisa I want Lisa to help me write a strongly worded email (laughs) in a like (laughs) where I need to get something where I need to be both like clear but I also want like when I want something or I want to communicate something, not just like, oh, I want to pop off and be mean for no reason. Well, I do the, that. Like, I mean, hey, we all <laughs> we all do. But you know, the like, yes, I like yeah. that. Again, the motivate the motivating aspect of 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 Mars coming through of the like, yeah. I feel like my writing and stand up for a long time has been more focused on like. Um, you know, women's stuff and relationships and like those are the things that matter to me and those are things that I think like need to be leveled out and so those are reasons that I chose to communicate on those topics and like now I think I'm moving more into the fifth house where I'm like I'm ready to talk about fun and like those mm-hmm. kind of things more 
But I do think like, you know, what drove me to stage to begin with was probably more of the like, hey, like there need to be more women in comedy. Like I want to talk about stuff that women relate to and like those kind of things. Yeah. Does what's up with Jupiter and Pluto? I mean, you mentioned the squares earlier as there. What do you think those squares from those planets do to Mars for you? Or, Or has there been like living examples of it? I mean, I can't necessarily like think of exact examples right now, but I do think, like I said, like I get overwhelmed in my head. Then I'm like, I need to go get out of it. It's Mm -hmm. like I can't do both at once, if that makes sense. Like I can't always be I can't be like I'm in a rebirth place. I need to like, you know, I'm starting over like I can't be super visible 10th house Mars during those Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And there's like, yeah, same with like Jupiter and like I think of like partying and socialization like when I'm about to go on stage, say like, I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking weed. I'm not like doing any of the things that I do when I am trying to have fun or relax. I'm not accessing my 12th house in those moments. I'm not like, you know, do Mm -hmm. a lot of people like certain comics have like prayer circles before they go up or they do like, I'm not that person. I don't necessarily want to be social either. Like afterwards, sure. But like at the same time when I'm like, practicing those I guess like for me the more Mars and Mercury things like I'm not able to do those at the same time mm-hmm. cool hell yeah um I'll Stevie bring thoughts um let me yeah let me I'll bring up my <laughs> my guy my old my old mate where the hell is this one sec uh is this it? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I was gonna say I had I had another one. More, I had another thing, but we'll, we have your. Oh, go for, it. No, go for it. No, I was gonna say it's well. It's also like maybe getting ahead of myself that I think that it's interesting that Lisa has aspects to Pluto and Jupiter because both of those also, in a mythic sense, are related to Mars in these ways. And so I was mm. just gonna say it's a powerful, a powerful Mars, or it's like it makes sense that it's a hard one to access because I think that a lot of the Martian energy. Jupiter wanting to expand and be kind of fun and outgoing and all of that sort of thing. But Mars being Mars mythically is the the son of Jupiter and Juno, at least or in Greek mm-hmm. in Greek mythology, Aries is the son of Jupiter and Juno. But everybody fucking hated Aries. They were like, you're an asshole. You right. never you you ruin all of the parties. Bro, you're you're aggro. Whoa, it was just like a dating website. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly and they literally this it, they literally say in this book mythic astrology um he was the legitimate son but his said that both of his parents hated him everybody <laughs> everybody had nothing but terrible things to say about aries in greek mythology then we get mm-hmm. to roman mythology and everybody loves mars because romans love war um and we get we see that this is you know mars is second to jupiter in roman mythology um and another just like fun fact mars the month of march is named for mars because it's the time when war can start again because it's springtime and the Ah. troops can go back out um which i was like oh great uh love it um but uh son of jupiter so obviously there's you know that mars square to me makes sense too of like going like hey it's not don't come crying to me you know, you're you're the one who loves war for war's sake. What did you think everyone was going to like you because you're fighting them and killing them and whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that square to Jupiter stood out. And then there's some other mythology, um, not Greek or Roman, but Babylonian, that ties the Mars god Nergal um, to the underworld, to Pluto. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also see this, I have notes about this for, you know, I think later in there, but this Mars, Sun, Pluto, which I think we brought up in the Sun episode of uh, the Sun, Sun being exalted in Aries having that kind of martial quality but also this kind of like punishing midday death decay noontime sun energy also being kind of underworldly deadly um Mm -hmm. so to speak too and having that kind of plutonian aspect but also when these things are so when they're full force they are destructive and and punishing and nothing can kind of thrive there but when they are alchemized in such a way that also is like a really powerful group of things for transformation for getting things done for moving forward for asserting one's will and purpose and drive it just depends on what that kind of drive is well Mm -hmm. i i associate mars and pluto together in the sign of scorpio anyway yeah of course you know i think those two things can affect each other in a positive way the jupiter is the one i think that kind of puts me out of I think when I'm in Jupiter, I'm in Jupiter. I don't think I can yeah. in Mars at the same time. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't we can't grow and cut something at the same time. It's very have your cake yeah. and eat it too kind of uh, sorts of things. Let's but get that chart. I know it's like Stevie. Yeah. The just on that mythology thing, it was interesting seeing for the Roman stuff with since I saw the same thing of like Aries being liked, and also I think so much of Aries stuff and other various mythologies was that quickness and fighty. And talking in the Roman sense of it being really strategic and not sh- and striking at the right time. And I think mm-hmm. Mars gets a lot of that impulse stuff, but also yes. it's like, it's knowing when to talk to someone like, may they're on the best mood. Like I'm going to like, wait a sec. Like, it's just that knowing the timing as well. And like when to, mm-hmm. when to well, and they yeah, they do say in Greek mythology, Aries was not cool and collected and, and methodical. They just were popping off and kind of killing out at right. will and war for war's sake not so much for a purpose-driven thing which again you know how often do you think about the roman empire <laughs> oh my <laughs> god me, made me it just made me think too of this idea of how we do how certain cultures do ascribe a certain noble motivation to war and to to fighting for a cause for country this sort of thing anyways um totally um yes yeah Let's see. Here's my Cancer Mars conjunct Chiron squaring the moon and mutual reception with Aries. Um, opposition from Uranus trying to the North Node and sextile to the South Node. So I'm getting a lot of Mars stuff. I mean, I'm ruled by a moon ruled Mars. So like I I was born on Mars Day. Like I think about I think about Mars a lot. And I mean, how it shows is like Cancer Mars is you know, when I first started studying astrology, it's the, it's not in a happy place in cancer. So like, you know, so much poo poo, but I, you know, I'm at Aries mood. I'm in mutual reception with this Mars. So I think it, uh, I think I am blessed with a little more strength in it. And, um, I mean, I'm very sleep motivated and very, you know, pleasure and reward. And like, I'm very, you know, I want to be adored and I will tell you to adore me. Like I, I want to have like connection and, I think Chiron has been like 
I share this Mars placement with my mom. And I think there's, we've bonded quite a lot on our being the strong women in our family who people don't like. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. we put, you know, we tell it like it is. I think Cancer Mars can be, I think it's seen as negative because I think I'm, I'm, I think people are surprised that I will pop off back. You know, it's like, oh, I thought there's a cancer, I'm cancer rising, you know, like, oh, I think I'm going to just give you this. And it's like, no, no, no. But I think in terms of motivation, like, I don't know, I think I am really comfort minded. Like I'm, I'm a tourist still, you know, at the end of the day at there, my son's not sextiling this um, cancer placement by degree, but by sign too. So like there's support also to like my son and Venus with, you know, it likes this sign, you know? Um, so I don't know. I haven't thought much about the Uranus opposition. Now that's kind of feeling like a fresh um, aspect. That's interesting to me, but yeah, I think in terms of motivation, like I, I feel like, I think people see and probably similar, maybe with you, Lisa, like moon mid heaven, like, Oh, you care so much about career and work. And I'm like, I mean, I care that I want vacations and like a life and to do my own thing and not be micromanaged and have independence. So like, no, it's like not for me, it's not as much my identity or like it gets wrapped in that identity, but also fuck, maybe that's like the the thing I'm learning in this lifetime that I can't have that be more leaned into my identity or what I share to others. So, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know this square, I think to the moon, of course, like, you know, I'm a baby, like I cry, I, I get, I've been getting less red throughout the years. I don't know if that's just Dr. Jart's green cream or just um, taking a beat with my feelings before I like strike. But yeah, like they definitely, you know, this is, this is a cranky baby sometimes, but mm-hmm. aren't we all? At, at some I get red now. too. Yeah. But, the Mars, yeah. strong Mars, I think yeah. can like make you like, I, you, I'm a steamed crab. Like you can see when well, I'm pissed. I think that with you, like, one thing I think people think, I think you're a good example of, like, it's not actually like this. One pe- one thing people think about cancer is that they're, like, passive aggressive. And I find that you're very direct. Like, I don't. I'm, I'm just really regular trained. aggressive. <laughs> well, <laughs> like- I don't. I wouldn't say it's aggressive, but I haven't been on the receiving end, like, of, you know, and in the way we communicate is not probably about those types of heated things or whatever mm-hmm. but like i i would say that you're very direct i think that your communication skills um which is not necessarily a mars thing but it's like even like communicating your feelings and stuff with the moon aspect i would say that you're extremely direct i don't find that you're beating around bushes or saying like mm, maybe and then uh, like i think i'm e- like i consider myself direct and i even do that more than you i would say like i think People think that cancer placements mean that you're like kind of wanting people to wish for like your answer or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't find that with you at all. Yeah. My last fight with my partner was about like, I thought that was inferred was something he said. And I was like, that's the worst thing you can ever say. Like, (laughs) no, I don't read your mind, you know, um, not, you know, I think too, cancers being the first water sign, I don't think it gets I think those things of like passive aggressiveness or reading your mind, um, I think are for Scorpios and Pisces. Sorry. I think it's for like the later water signs. I think cancer, anytime I meet like a wild chick, it's like, they're always a cancer. Like, I think that there's a lot more young playfulness in cancer that like, I think people assign this mommy 
take care of this for me role, which is what we talk about with cancer. And I don't think they want that a lot of the time, even though I'm sure there's lessons of, of mm-hmm. learning that. But I also like, I think it's a, the Aries moon helps. I don't think this is going to be all cancer Mars case. And I do think, I mean, this is 12th house Chiron Mars together. Like it feels well, very like I have, there's like a compelled, like I have yeah. to say these things. One of the things that was brought up in mythic astrology, um, and I believe we've referenced this before, but the Gokulan, um research on on astrology, like what are common placements for people who have excelled in certain fields and things like that. We saw Michelle Gokulan on that uh, UAC documentary briefly talking about his research. Um, but one of the things that they found with Mars is, which was not, it was not surprising that many successful military and athlete athletic people had prominent Marses, but was what was surprising to them was that often these Marses were found in the ninth or 12th house, which didn't seem very martial right away. But once again, mythologically speaking, um, the ninth and 12th house are Jupiter's domains traditionally. And thinking about those things being kind of, um, then like expanded and and vaulted but also having 12th house specifically being a place where people are motivated by beliefs and and strongly held convictions or things like that too where it's like if mars is not like uh if there isn't something like strong enough to make it go i feel like it's like hard it, it, it is a hard one to turn on on its own or whatever like there has mm. got to be this kind of underlying something going for it so it makes sense again this 12th house not only because you have the moon and mutual reception but when, again when i read this quote i was like oh this is so interesting thinking about our marses thank you for listening to our free episodes of what's your sign since you're into us we'd love if you'd support us help support what's your sign by going to patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast For about the same price of buying us a cup of coffee that we split three ways, your financial support helps us create this podcast and supporting us on Patreon will get you bonus episodes, access to our Discord, and other great perks. Plus, you will truly have a sense of pride knowing that you have directly contributed to making this podcast possible. If What's Your Sign has improved your life, it's taught you something, it's added value, then please consider joining us on Patreon. Even though this is a ton of fun to do, it doesn't mean it's not work. And your contribution really helps make that work possible. We love making this show and we want to keep doing it as much and as often as possible. And we can't do that without your help. Help keep us indie and help keep us putting out the episodes you look forward to every Monday. If now is not the right time to join, no sweat. There's other ways to support us. Follow us on social media at What's Your Sign Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to turn our post notifications on. Check us out on Twitter at What's Y-R Sign underscore pod. And yeah, we're on TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. The link to join our Patreon and all the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you over on our Patreon. A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice 
without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Yeah. yeah. And then it's trying the ninth house north node and that mm-hmm. you just saying that made me think like it's like my, my and I think it comes in with human design being a projector as well. It's like boredom and resentment is like my cue to change something or go somewhere else. And I think that feels really north node connected as well since they're they're there together. Like, OK, yeah, if I, I can't just keep doing the same stuff like I need to switch it up. And I think there's that cardinal also you know coming in the mode like mm-hmm. that like cardinal influence to this mutable north node like let's go somewhere else like let's try something new or you know bring in some essence of of yeah like that motivating oh that's interesting mm-hmm. oh i like i want to know about this for like other i know thinking about these like house amplifications versus like where we traditionally think of yes because we Mars. think about the want- signs and they were like it's not so much about the signs but where they are for these people because they might not have the strongest the mm-hmm. quote unquote strongest Mars, but uh, a Mars in the ninth or 12th could then also all of a sudden become a war hero. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I wonder too, because I almost said a problematic astrology opinion and then Stevie, not that it's problematic, um, <laughs> saying that the Scorpio and Pisces deserve the, the more uh, <laughs> yes. backhanded sort of thing. They're the little more read my yeah, mind yeah. water signs. And I don't think well, cancer, uh, well, cancer can, but maybe not as well, much. Well, I wonder if there's anything that your Mars brings up. Because I almost said, and then I was like, don't say it. But because I was, I have Mars Aquarius, and I, I think Aquarians are kind of thin-skinned. Mm. And I, and so I do feel like a lot of the time, like I do, I have feedback isn't my strength. Like it's something I work yeah. on, you know, and that's in my 10th house too of like, uh, you know, if there's like, uh, obviously like i know when a joke doesn't work because people don't laugh or whatever sometimes i take it harder than i let on mm. julia is there anything that uh answer your question but also yes. is there anything that your mars brings out in you where you're like oh i think these this sign blah 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 or other signs of this and i'll element. share julia's chart while we oh well i i agree zero with degrees the, baby zero degrees, zero degrees i mean 
mostly besides his out of sign trying to Chiron, also mostly unaspected, which is psychotic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I also think that that totally fits because I was thinking when you were talking about this big brother comp beast kind of thing that I am not a I am not like an oppositional um, competitive person in the sense in the sense that like I've taken literal fighting classes and things like that. And I don't like I don't like fighting an opponent, but I what what that made me think of is like in dance class there would be things where it would be like all right let's see who can like hold this plank the longest at the end of class and Mm. I'm like okay I'm not I'm not always going to be the person that holds the plank the longest but but on there are times when I'm like I'm going to hold a plank longer than this person or whatever like I'm going to choose a a choose a a point that I want to go to. And then once I get to that point, I can kind of decide if I want to keep going or not. But but I am very like. I think I'm very self-motivated in in both the like. uh, You know, my own will, my I want my will to be done. (laughs) Like mm-hmm. whether I'm expressing that or not, I have I have thoughts about how things are supposed to go. And sometimes I'm not always conscious about wanting to like enforce that. But I think that I also have a lot of feelings about like, oh, no, I can I can outlast outstand. I can push my like push myself against the wall if I need to. And it's like not for good, not always for things that I should be using that willpower for. But but also knowing that I have like insane insane staying power i guess is the way to say mm. it i think with and obviously sorry to make this a big brother podcast no. but like i think that mm. with what you're saying is i think aquarius and scorpio are similar in a lot of ways and i think for me i see like i could definitely hold on longer than you know i'm not gonna be the first one to drop that's for sure yeah. but like at the end of the day for me, I see it as more of a strategic thing Yes, where it's like I'm playing strategy game where I'm like, I, I don't want it to look like I'm not trying or that I'm not a part of whatever the, the house or whatever the you know example is. Um, but I also am self-aware to the point where I know that that's not the way I win matches or whatever I know Mm -hmm. that like I have to know that in order to get through yes I agree because I was just gonna say I guess to the passive aggressive tip um or the like read my mind is that like I don't want you to think that I think I am the strongest or the this thing or I don't want to come in and say hey I don't want to be like boastful about it and go I'm gonna hold a plank the longest out of anybody I just want to do it and I don't want the expectation and I don't want the I don't want the failure if I don't do it. And I think this trying to Chiron is making a lot more sense to me when I do that, too, of it being like the there is something that's like as soon as you say it aloud, now it is no longer a like um, an internal personal best goal. Now it's an external expectation. Mm-hmm. And that I don't like as much. That is now out of my like mm-hmm. Well, well the, not, the not possibility, team. but it's that like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Big Brother, it's also about you being a target. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't want everyone to think like, oh, Julia's the strongest, so put more on her, or like, all right, now you try it with a book on your back. Like now you plank with a book on your back. Like you don't yes. want to have to do that. And yeah. so it's like, I I do think it's a a Chiron aspect too of like, well, I don't want to like get hurt or be wounded. I don't want people yes. to like see me as a threat. 
but yeah. I want to be strong and I want to show myself and others that I am kind of thing, maybe. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The, I mean, it's Chiron and Gemini and that feels very, Mars and Scorpio feels very show and Chiron, the don't tell. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I remember that from like college being like, who here is like starting photography school? Like here's photo background. I'm like, I have, I've done this and I've done that. And then you're like, not as good as other people. And you're like, I should have fucking just acted like a fuck, like I just, I've never, I've kind of mm-hmm. done it. Or like, you know, just like overhyping the performance is a danger mm-hmm. to all of us. But mm-hmm. also I think uh, reminded in the chart here of, especially in this like ninth house kind of like ideals and like the first house kind of being about it, you know, and just like living it and showing it in your, how maybe you show up on a, day-to-day mm-hmm. do you find that the the opposite works for you too like i like what stevie's saying about like you know you don't want to go in and be like i'm the greatest or whatever but do you find that internally that works for you to be like i do have like say in stevie's photo example not to say it out loud but to internally be like i can do this i do have photo experience like my teacher doesn't need to know but like does that mm-hmm. give you strength or I don't know. I don't know if that's a like I guess so. I don't know if it's like a conscious necessarily like conversation, but there are times I guess when I go like I'm thinking of stand up now when I go when uh if if someone if someone else is like, "Oh, that's a really tough audience" or something like that, I'll go like I hurt I heard your set. I heard the audience. I think I got this <laughs> or like that kind <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing or going like, oh, I'm actually not. I actually don't subscribe to that same sort of thing. But I don't know if I use the tactic of like. I have. I think there there ha- there always has to be some kind of and again, maybe it's this kind this Chiron. I'm really this is really triggering a lot for me of this of going like, oh yeah, I think there is like a part of me that feels like I have to always be like, you don't know anything. You're uh, coming in blank slate. Number one, like anytime you think that you know something or you think that you've got it going, then that's when, that's when you aren't able to do something. But so if it's just kind of this unchecked, unchecked, uh, just like, going for it kind of thing but that's can't be that's also not true because obviously it's like I don't go up and do do a new set every time I do stand up I know I'm doing something I know I've written things I know like it is but I think it's the like the verbalization it's the acknowledgement of it it's more like if you keep it like I don't know Murphy's law type of thing yeah 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 I think that's the nature of stand-up itself in some ways like a lot of the time I when I like even get anxiety or someone says something like about the crowd or whatever that makes you a little bit like Ugh. or like say I'm going but like somewhere I respect the club and I really want to do well is like for me often just having to be like well it's not like you're gonna write a new joke right now you just have to go mm-hmm. up and have you have what you have you can't like yeah you know so yeah I guess it is think though thinking differently about are you are you doing this because you're scared or are you like what where are your motivations coming from? And I think this like Mars trying Chiron thought of going like, yeah, if you aren't, if you aren't acknowledging when you're nervous or scared about something or really wanting to do well, that is going to be where your motivation is coming from. So be really clear and at least like acknowledge to yourself, like, oh, I really want, I really want people to like me at this, at this show, or I'm really scared that I'm going to do bad and be embarrassed or whatever. I really don't want to be embarrassed right now. 
I think Chiron can be so often like that tiny voice that's like, don't, or like you suck, mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. especially with Gemini, it's like enough people have had this idea or opinion mm-hmm. or whatever, or like, I see it sometimes for folks with like, who like want to write a book or like have something they want to share, or, like have ideas. And I think this ninth first house connection, I like wrote this down because it just felt like a gut instinct is like, it feels like such an invitation to share the secrets of the universe with mm-hmm. people or even like things that about yourself that are really like more universal, like kind of in a ninth house way. I think Chiron is like such a tricky little bitch, but like when music, it's like sort of like North Node stuff. I feel like it can be such a like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. that's the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just the thought and no. the Chiron-y stuff because it's encouraged with the trine is like, it's like the yes. line of communication is like, do it, you know, like, influ- yes, let's go. Well, I love this too, because it is, again, going back to this book, a mm-hmm. further quote of just like, Mars is an energy which in its primal state is without a sense of direction, but when linked with a strong sense of purpose, it can accomplish all things. Um, mm. That's where we get, again, thus the planet of purposeful direction. The sun is exalted in a sign ruled by Mars, uh, while Mars ex- itself is exalted in Capricorn, a sign ruled by Saturn, symbol of discipline. When the yeah. raw energy of Mars is controlled by conscious purpose, when it is subject to the sun, uh, the symbol of self, balance, and the explosive power of Mars can move mountains. And just thinking of these things of like knowing the Pluto, the Pluto, the Pluto, the Jupiter, the Sun, and the and the Saturn, all thinking of Mars being um, again this just kind of like powerhouse thing that needs that does need direction. And the more we mm-hmm. can be conscious of what our Mars is, who might be directing our Mars then we can maybe go like, oh, actually, I think you would do better under like this, this tutelage than this one. Or like knowing, hey, I know that you guys like have a thing thinking of that Chiron thinking of, yeah, just any. Yeah, I love that. I think, yeah, Jessica Davidson's was talking so another like about the myths of Mars and just echoing on the sun stuff. It's like Mar- Mars. Is, this is a quote from hers. Like Mars is the fighting principle of the sun. It helps you fight for yourself, give context for the reason for your fight. So I think, too, if Mars is like for for anyone listening, like a place of like, what is this? Like, I think looking to your son, too. I mean, of course, the planet that is ruling Mars, but also like what how does the Mars serve the sun? Like uh, this this paragraph quote also talked about it being used for individuation. You know, like how are we accessing you know, our driving force for sun. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I didn't ever thought about mm-hmm. Mars really being kind of like, I'm here to help you, King. <laughs> like I am mm-hmm. your mere servant son. Like, let's go get this solar bread together. Yeah, absolutely. Should we go through the signs? Let's quick? go through. Yes. And maybe Mars challenge, because I know we're on a timeline, maybe like one cent, like knee jerk yes. reaction, very Mars. Um, we're back on WikiHow, you know, the world's first go-to place for all astrology knowledge and research. Um, looking- Our most ancient astrological resource. <laughs> An ancient <laughs> ephemeris known as WikiHow. Um, and we're going through the Mars signs. They're very cute. Just a heads up if you want to be watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash sign podcast. But um, there's a little recap of like, you know, Mars, if we didn't touch on it before, to sexuality, passion. Mars is the blood. So like, think of like, what is getting your blood pumping is going to be very Mars drive energy, mm-hmm. sexuality. There's cute little Mars guy. Very quiet. 
I like that once again, blood pumping though, too, because a lot of those things are ones that we are not in. Con- these are processes right. that we are not conscious of our heartbeats, whether mm-hmm. we, you know, it pumps, it gets, we don't know what always raises our blood pressure. So the more yeah. we can be clear about that. I think we talked about this on a Patreon recently too, like the Mars difference of Aries and Scorpio to the influence of maybe aggression and rawness with Aries and then Scorpio more of the intensity, emotionality, the depth. Um, mm-hmm. Fabulous. So uh, Mars and Aries, I'll just read their little quote. You're impulsive and you chase after anything new in the bedroom. You like to get straight to the action. Uh, I mean, honestly, every Mars and Aries, I know this checks out. So I've I've yet to meet (laughs) one that it's like not true. I've met some Mars. This is Mars Marys. This is a good reminder. Mars retrograde, though. I that's the only time Mm -hmm. I've met some Aries Mars or Mars people in general when it's natally retrograde. That's a twist on the Mars. So also check what what station your Mars is in in your chart as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I I think that um it's like this warrior. And I think Mars is also kind of regeneration in some ways too. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're really quick to, I don't know, just like they can take charge, but also like if you tell them, hey, stop, like they're okay to just mm-hmm. not going to ask questions, move forward, apologize, keep, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. Keeping mm-hmm. it moving, it sounds like yeah. with Aries, Mars. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the same. I mean, get get straight to the action to me is very not necessarily. Obviously, they are meaning this in a, in a sexual content. Yes. But I think that fits for what you're saying too, Lisa, even of being like, yeah, you, you like it or you don't. Let's move on. Let's not like... uh beat around the bush about any of it mm-hmm. totally um mars and taurus cute little bull hair taurus will make you slow down and steady in the bedroom you like to take your time and focusing on savoring every moment um and taurus is happy in mars if i my like i mean it's part. technically traditionally it would be in fall since oh, scorpio Scorpio yes, yes, would be of course. ruled by Mars. I don't know where um, I'm mixing this. But okay. but I don't think it is I don't think it actually is unhappy there. I think it just is it's the speed mm-hmm. the speed aspect of it that this is a slow and steady this is a um we are thinking about our actions so it is not again like a uh a knife slicing through something it's i'm imagining the like farm tools kind of like slowly methodically making lines in a field to plant things that is like for a purpose not we're not like just i don't know Mm -hmm. slicing open the earth this is what i mix up it's traditionally yeah detriment of mars but modernly we've updated to pluto so i think that's why i was off my Mm -hmm. radar but still good to, to know i think that the trap for this mars is um being concerned with winning and i think since it's in a fixed sign it's like that digging your heels in to not have like kind of the opposite of what i said about aries where it's like oh just apologize move forward like keep going it's like this one wants to win and Mm -hmm. that is in competition that's great but like sometimes you have to you know proceed and say like you, you're a better fighter than me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like it's the Taurus very- Mars people I know are so like anti-competition, but maybe I think it's because secretly it's inside. It's scary it's to compete. They, 
No, it's because they want to win or because they've had, I, I know I have had like yelled at people over board games and stuff where it's like, you don't want to be embarrassed. So you're just like, I don't want to play. But is that your Aquarius Mars? I don't know. I think it's my Taurus. I feel like it's because it's not think, always in in, com- in competitive. I find them so settings. the Taurus Mars natally. People are so pleasure minded that like it's like which is like the least for the most. Like I don't know. I think I've also seen a lot of times Aries people or like I'll see a lot of Taurus in the Aries people, and I think it can slow down that Aries temperament sometimes. Yes, I think it's the fixed. To me, what stands out is the fixed part of it, which is mm. a like. No, I want to win. So I'm going to like take take the longest looking at my cards at the thing. I want to take all of the time that I want to like do this. But it's like a place where you aren't, um, again, like exalted. And so it's right. like I'd rather I would rather not and not get like absolutely roasted for this thing because I want to win. And I also want to like feel good. Too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the curse of like Taurus being the second sign, I think, too. There's there's like a wanting to win, but also like it's fine if I don't like it's like mm-hmm. res- resign. But I also want to like do second it second place exactly the way that I want instead of being able to see an opening and take mm-hmm. it or like move. Yeah. I don't want to move faster than I want to. I want to move at my pace and I want things to go exactly how I want. Honestly, and... the bedroom stuff, though, sounds nice. Um, Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Welcome down. We got Mars and Gemini dancing over here. You're quick witted, smooth talker, but you could be a bit scattered and listless. In the bedroom, you crave novelty and change. You know, classic keywords we'll we'll hear with Gemini. Do I know any Mars and Gemini people? Oh well, we had that fucking Gemini Mars retrograde for so long that I feel I feel like I know some. But that was a nice time. I don't know. I do feel like this is great. Oh yeah, I do know some. Great for writing. Great for creativity. I feel like this is like the get the work done focus sort of Mars sign. I think editing too, like anything where you have to do drafts like a couple times kind of thing. But I also find maybe like a tennis racquetball, like something where it's like a back and forth. They might be really interested mm-hmm. in that joust, like actual like one on one type uh, basketball one on one. Yeah. Yeah. This is very like um, get you fired up, but not take you to the finish line energy to me necessarily where it's like the like say saying the thing this is good like brainstorming energy mm-hmm. but not necessarily like we're on a deadline and we need to focus kind mm-hmm. of yeah stuff. good collaborator yeah naturally of course with yeah with, with the gem Mars and cancer shout mm-hmm. out you might struggle to find the right path in the bed okay call, drag find the right path period I oh, think period you're right. oh I thought in the bedroom I was like oh you might struggle to find the right path, period. <laughs> in the bedroom, you're always down for foreplay and deep emotional connection. I mean, true. True. Uh, I mean, what's a right path? See, that's the Cancer Mars then question. What The right path is the one you choose and then you learn as you go along. I think Cancer Mars is like down to like mess up in some ways. It's just like, yeah, of course, life is going to have ebbs and flows of of good and bad and and sexy and not so sexy. So I don't know. Maybe it's the lunar aspect as well. It's like mm-hmm. you're not catching a cancer placement person. On they're going to be different every day, anyways. So what is life? But at least I get to wear a crab on the top of my Martian head. And I yes, think, to foreplay, of course, obviously. I think the quote unquote right path here. We are getting the influence from the Mars being exalted in Capricorn, which is Mm, that discipline to stay the course as opposed to this Mars in Cancer, which is going to be called 
uh, detrimental because it is openly emotionally motivated. So I think it's mm. more, I think to me, the right path comes from saying, be aware be aware when you're in your feelings that that's where you're coming from. That's not a bad place to come from, but um, it might take you in directions that are less direct or less purposeful if we are not aware and if we don't have more, um, like, I don't know, not consideration, but that thing of, like, vulner- making sure that we're coming from a place of vulnerability, not passive aggressiveness, not... Right. Maybe you know. too emotionally guided sometimes. Yeah. Or like it can be unclear. Again, that thing mm-hmm. of going like, oh, I said this thing about this, but what I'm really mad about is this. But it's mm-hmm. like, well, now you started a fire over here and no one cares about the thing that you're really <laughs> mad about. So you didn't get either either one. Totally. I, I find it interesting because I think when I always think of cancer, I've been thinking of a crab on land and like underwater, they're kind of like, more still and they don't Mm -hmm. you know they are a little bit more methodical and like because now I'm thinking of like the moon and like the waves and stuff because you don't know which way stuff's gonna go you can't always just like start moving I don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. Leo you like to take charge and get after what you want in in the bedroom you don't mind being a little dominant and a little playful Mm-hmm. Mars and Leo just sounds after all this talk about the sun, like sexy ass placement you got there. It seems mm-hmm. just like very in the best of ways, self-motivated. But I've also seen Leo Mars be very selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think Aries gets the rap for selfish, but Leo can be very generous when they want to. But man, they can also be, you know, sometimes we got to be selfish, but Leo Mars really knows how to do just, it sometimes. All I'm getting is like heated. Yeah, it's like yes. Mars in the sun, like heated, like Very in a good heated. way, in a bad way, you know, I think I think this one is one that can definitely take things personally. Um, yes. Ego. But also, again, in the best way possible, where it's like feeling personally called, feeling per- feeling passionately motivated by things that are important to them and that they take their work on, you know, very personally. But I think, again, we're talking about a fixed a fixed Mars, which is a little bit like um you know you want it how you want it and that's not always again i think mars mars is at its best when it can kind of see an opening and take it sometimes and um Mm -hmm. that's not that doesn't feel leo mars to me Mm -hmm. i feel like in the bedroom you're gonna have to like worship them a bit maybe Mm -hmm. they want to be the worshiper but i feel like they'll want the worshiping for themselves Mm -hmm. virgo perched upon mars you like to be planned and productive and in bed you make sure your partner's having a good time well don't we oh yeah definitely opposite coming off of Mars. like actually this is all about the other person which makes sense virgo is our sign of service um i'm surrounded by virgo mars people they you i mean they're great on a team like you need they think about actually how something gets finished and i think the mutability also is it's a good it's I think like our other Mercury sign Gemini really good collaborator mm-hmm Gwyneth mm-hmm Glenn. mm-hmm Mars and goop yeah I I mean I was like no notes no, no <laughs> they prefer it that way They're like please no critiques just yes. give us love Mars and Libra well that is adorable little scales on the planet Mars you might find it hard to express how you really feel. 
in bed, you like to keep things romantic and sweet rather than being too passionate and fiery. Um, yeah, Mars is not happy in Libra. Um, you know, another another fallen soldier over here. And but there's so many. I think we talked about this. I can't remember which maybe a Libra based episode. There's so many politicians with this mm-hmm. sign. And I think, yeah, I guess it is detrimental that you would want to like weigh all sides and like care about how other people are, you know, coming into a situation. So, yeah, I think maybe a little self-sacrificing could be something that comes up with Libra Mars. But I think there is I've like adored every Libra Mars natal person I think I've ever met. I'm just like, oh, you're just. It's like they could give you bad news very sweetly. <laughs> well, thinking about that opening quote about what are you what are you motivated by? And you're motivated by you're motivated to, like, make sure as many people as possible are, are happy mm-hmm. make, or making sure Some that you pleasing. are or that you are beloved or whatever that is, which I think, again, politics is not a particularly martial re- realm. It's a very Venusian Jupiterian right uh, realm so i think that that makes sense that there's a lot of politicians that have mars and libra um and i think also this illustration while very cute um what it just made me think of first and foremost is that like it's hard for mars to move fast when it has all of this big headpiece on and totally. thinking of someone coming out hosting a party or that sort of thing too where it's like you kind of can't you kind of can't move the way that you want to because you're holding plates or you're hold someone's talking to you here and you're talking there. Like your, mm-hmm. your energy is scattered when there is multiple places that you are trying to put it. And so that's not bad. It doesn't mean that it's not working, but when we have multiple motivations, we are, it's harder to like stab something with two hands, you know, to, 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 I'm doing a yeah. lot of motions, but like they're carrying yeah. a lot. Yeah. I think it's not the strongest punch but it knows who has the weak ankle or the weak wrist. It's like that research oriented, like response Mars. Yeah. They see, they read the room. They like, they're aware of like where people are high and low. Uh, yeah. Oh, Mars and Scorpio decorative Scorpio headpiece. Well, a little lighter weight than the Libra in this image. You cut through life with total control and sharp focus in bed. You're into sweet sex and intense emotional bonding. Uh, Talk about bonding, am I right? <laughs> it's inter- I'm. It's funny the sweetness being brought up because mm-hmm. I feel like Scorpio doesn't usually get that, but I think Scorpio, the flip of Taurus, is quite romantic and like does want to. You know, we joke of the melding souls, right? With Scorpio, I think it's a really, yeah, it just feels like a maybe a bit a bit softer of that Aries Mars qualities. Like I think directness and getting to it is the goal but also Scorpio does like a bit of the mystery I don't know yeah well I was gonna say I feel like it's the one place where you are letting your defenses down and Mm -hmm. it almost Mm -hmm. feels like it's like this is not this is not the battlefield this is not where you do this is where you you have only reached this point because you've like passed all of the tests and done all of the yeah, things. You I, know that to- that, I know I might be using some pro- problematic language in that way, but like the, like, do you know what I'm saying? The, there's something. Mm. You- Aries is like offense and Scorpio is like defense. Yes, exactly. So it's like, oh no, I've, these are defenses are down. This is a place where I'm being receptive and, and this, so let's honor that. Mm. This is not the place to like pull punches. Toads. Sad? Shout. Yeah. Mars and Sag, you're a jet setter, a go-getter. Cute. In bed, you like to experiment with your partner. Um, 
yeah, I think I think for anyone with Sagittarius Mars, I think maybe which comes up a lot with Sag is like the idea might feel bigger, like it might get overwhelming. So I think this is a good reminder to just try things for yourself. I think Sag learns by doing. Um, so maybe go see it for yourself or like get out of like your normal home day-to-day space in order to maybe feel that motivation if you're feeling a little stuck. Mm-hmm. I say this one is pointed. It has a goal. It wants to, you know, it has one something in mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. A target. Yeah. I think this is also a very enthusiastic Mars. Totally. Um, and kind of like down. Yeah. Very down. I feel like like even like maybe mundane things might be like yeah. exciting to them. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God, we're going to breakfast. Optimistic. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, it, yeah, again, I think in that, like the way that you're talking about cancer, about like being willing to fail and that sort of thing, too. I think I think that's very Mars and Sag of going like, well, let's try. Let's try it. Why not? I have another arrow. Yeah. 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 They're like, we can fail upward versus yeah. cancer. It's like, I think it's going down, but <laughs> mars in capricorn you prefer to start out with a plan and break down big projects into smaller milestones oh i like that's interesting to think with cap Mm. and in bed you like to explore different kinds of pleasure caps are freaks that is for Mm -hmm. sure they are this like virgos i think the secret sexy horny freaks of horny goat weed if you will but yeah i mean capricorn mars is they're gonna do it and they're gonna do it right and Mm -hmm. you better you better be stepping up like they are I don't think they want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're the lead. Like, and I think that's hard with cat placements, that leader, delegator, like people look to you because I think sometimes it's like, what, me? But doesn't mean you have to do all the work. You can, I think they're really great at knowing where, I like this big project, smaller milestones. It's like knowing who to commission for, like, oh, I need good art. I'm going to hire this person and I'm good at this. And like seeing the kind of team plan played out. Mm-hmm. I think they like to know where they're going. And I think mm-hmm. that makes sense with this breaking down into smaller milestones to go, okay, here's where I'm at. To be able to both know where they're going, but also know how far they've come and how much further is left. So they can kind of judge in that sort of thing too. And I think that that fits with exploring different kinds of pleasure too, of going like, oh, I want to know, I want to have a, a frame of reference for anything I'm encountering, not because I necessarily want to like do everything or I'm into everything, but I don't want to be like caught not knowing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mars and Aquarius. Mm-hmm. You think big in order to pursue future oriented goals that can help out as many people as possible. You prefer platonic relationships to romantic ones. Got this little Wabara girl dumping it out, uh, which we don't. Oh, we see sometimes they're just holding the base. Yeah. Uh, Did they just say that I'm asexual? They gave me nothing. <laughs> they didn't even say in the bedroom. I know. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you, Wiki How. I mean, also, if you're asexual, that's totally okay. I didn't mean to feel like attacking. Um, but um, I don't know that I'm trying to help out as many i'm trying to help myself right now i don't know about as many people but i do want all the listeners of this podcast to get something out of it so i guess maybe it's true um i mean you led the first convo of like how we're polluting our planet like that felt very like mars and aquarius like the big picture sort of stuff i think aquarius mars is like i see them as like very innovative like they're thinking big like i don't know like oh you bring up this like that makes me think of all of this and 
I think probably because they are. I like this little at the end of the to come like, back to the sex. It's like, still you don't like didn't sex, say but... anything about sex until you find someone who gets your personality. It still didn't say anything. Like, all right, <laughs> fine. I'm not going to give you any secrets, WikiHow. <laughs> That's why figuring out the Aquarius if Mars. You, if you're an Aquarius Mars listening, comment on our post about um, how you are. Finish in the this sentence in the bedroom, yes. comma. <laughs> Uh, shall we end with yeah. Mars and Pisces? You're compassionate, gentle, and empathetic. In bed, they really did skip a. They really did. They uh, did. It's so it's unknowable. They couldn't whoever figure wrote, it out. Whoever wrote this wiki, how? Explain yourself. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> go off in our comments. In bed, you're a partner who aims to please, but you also deep love deep spiritual pillow talk. Um. Aww. I love these two fishes just kissing Mars and thinking yeah. about <laughs> Mars and Pisces on. is like big pillow princess <clears throat> energy with this image as well. It's like just I think they Pisces would love is a receiver for sure. They want to receive all the love. This Pisces Mars feels very Libra Mars and to to me too of the of a similar one of going like do we even have to fight can't we what if we yeah. what if fighting didn't even exist right and what how that is both beautiful and wonderful but also is like but sometimes we do have to so like let's come on yeah the escapism part of pisces can i'm sure lingers in the mars zone yes we can't we can't avoid all of those things or we can't always you know whatever but also we're glad to have to have your gentle touch yeah well that's them shall we close out in some affirmations let's do Do it. it All right, here's affirmations from Mars signs, and don't laugh. Um, I cut things from my life, surroundings, and self when they're not for my best and highest good. When the going gets tough, I act. I let passion, determination, and drive flow through me. I have unlimited energy to begin again. In leadership, I raise my blade with certainty. I am strength. I am power. I am direct. I am heated, activated, confident to act. I am a warrior. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> yes. Boom. Well, hell yeah. Collect your awards, trophies, whatever you need. And yeah, embrace the Mars. Mars, we need the Mars. Mars rules. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.